Ro, take it away. What's up, everybody? You know what it is. Your boy Romero, a.k.a. Rose Gold, a.k.a. a.k.a. Winter Coat Roams, even though it hasn't been winter like that because it's been a shitty winter, but, you know, we out here just chilling, man. A shitty winter or a great winter? It's been a wet winter, more than anything. Is that bad? It's been very moist. A there moist winter, indeed. But you already know what it is. One year later, it is the Pivot episode. Episode dose. Yeah, season two. Season two. All right, I'm going to kick it over here. I'm going to just keep drinking, but yeah, fuck all this shit. Cue the music. place like ash cuts and pikachu we don't evolve we just level up bro what happened man coming on with the cold open thought you usually come with a lot of energy a lot of charisma then you became a dad and then you're like hey guys how's it going you know what it is yeah yeah <laughs> i'm congratulations tired. by the way thank you thank you how many how many uh hours of sleep last night Three. Oh dang yeah that that would make sense yeah three for sure all right we have a couple of guests on this is the pivot episode season two we were supposed to do D session one but of course things happen so when things happen we have to pivot pivot which is i expecting for romero because that's how we did it the last time we have to pivot to something else what is that something else i don't know we're still trying to figure it out we got row Ain't no, wait, no, hold on. Bro, almost asleep, green. Nice. That's pretty good. Yeah. We have Tom, nerdier than you are, Chatfield, also, a.k.a. DMT, put respect on his name. What's up, guys? And we got... We have a newcomer. New guy, Tony. I don't, I don't have it. I'm sorry, <laughs> new, man. New guy, Tony. New guy, Tony works good. New yeah, guy, yeah, Tony. New guy, Tony works. Coming in to be the fill-in that we... Did not use. So this was the epitome of the uh, every D and D meme ever, yep. as far as scheduling conflicts go. Um, we had this planned out seven weeks in advance. Yeah, yep. you know, uh, but life happens. Mm-hmm. You know, we peered forward into the future and looked at fourteen million six hundred five different futures, <laughs> and how many of them were we able to play D and D? One, just one, just one. one. And this isn't the one. Nope, no, this no. isn't the one. We thought it was. But it's not. It it was looking good up to this week. I was expecting at least one to be out. Ernie was probably the one that I was expecting to be out. Him or Don. Yeah. Well, we lost two. So, I mean, at that point, we were kind of like, yeah, we got to reschedule. So, here we are. We have the emergency pivot episode. Bro, you look like you're about to fall asleep, man. I'm good, man. I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. I'm happy to be out with the boys and just hanging out. I'm happy you're here. Appreciate it. So, so, so give him another two whiskeys and he's sleeping on my couch. <laughs> just hear him snoring in the background. I'll still have the mic. I'm good. I'm good. I just... <laughs> <sighs> All right, let's get into it. What have you been nerding out on? Who wants to start? DMT, let's go to you, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, this whole last week was consumed with writing a whole lot of a DMT. But this whole last week was consumed with writing a lot of a D&D campaign that I don't get to complete today, so that's a little bit of a letdown. 
Um, 3D printed some custom minis for our big bad evil guy. Got that yeah. painted up. Looks great, by the way. Yeah. It'd be sweet. Yeah, I see him over there, too. He's chilling. He's, He's chilling. badass. Um, other than that, I, got, I, I, I joined the Monopoly Go train. So, yeah, you did. Yeah, I'm doing... Target. That's not really nerdy. That's pretty. I feel like that's pretty common. It's pretty casual game. Yeah. The fuck casual. is that? Fucking targeted me like twenty eight times too. Yeah, fuck you, Jake. <laughs> Look down. I'm like, hey, who can I target? Tom Sheffield. Twenty eight times. Do you want to know the real reason why I did that? It's because it was like you and three other people that played it that were on my Facebook. And oh, so those nice. are the those were the three people that I could target. Uh, it's it's always fun just going after one person and then trying to like take down each one of their little landmarks and then just have a picture of all five of those landmarks being with your face yeah <clears throat> especially now with the, like there's like emojis that you can do like there's a like, kissy face one that i like to do when i target somebody yeah. you're an asshole i i take i like take the screenshot and then send it to him with a smiley face too yeah someone to already but i guess apparently he never even actually started the game and he, he started once he attacked me once and then that was that yeah i think i usually put a little shrugging dog emoji it's cute <laughs> Anyways, this shit ain't nerdy. Let's move on. All right. Ro, have you had time to nerd out on anything? It's still the same, man. One Piece? It's still One Piece. Yeah, it's that, that's on my list. It's been number one for the last four months. I have not yet taken it off for the number one slot for what I'm nerding out on. Yeah. You're at 10-11. Which arc is that? Wano. Wano? Is Wano starts 900? No. 800? Uh, it's somewhere in the late 800s. It's it's the longest arc in the entire yeah. series. Now they're starting Egghead, right? Yep. Okay. You know, it's a long anime series when you don't even talk about it. Like, oh, you know, episode 56? No, it's, you know, the hundreds, the 800s, <laughs> 700s. Episode four. There. I'm an impel down, by the way. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So we're halfway through Impel Town. Uh, Marine Ford's next, and after we're like Marine Ford, I don't know how what how we're gonna watch One Piece because that's like all the episodes that are up to Netflix is Marine Ford. But they've been adding an arc each month the last couple of months. So okay. Hopefully by next week they add another arc and. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. You can always do Crunchyroll. That's what I do. Yeah, that's. I think that's what we were talking about, but it might also be like a breaking point too. We're like, all right, we're gonna maybe. Take a break. Ease back and watch something else. But there's so many nights where I'm like, One Piece? And my wife's like, can we watch something with an ending? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> there is. It's just, you know, 3,000 hours out. We have to work for it. And then once we get there, then wait for them to finish it. Which are... I was thinking about this as far as, like, One Piece. And I say this to anybody. If you like a show that is that likes world building... Or character development, that's where it's at. Yeah, because that's what it, that's what it gets. It just hooks me. Because even in the beginning, I was like, God, why does everybody love this fucking show? Here yeah. I am, thousands of episodes later. I'm like, it's still good. Twenty years later, it's still good. It really captures my ADHD because I was like a thousand thousand episode series. I can never do that. Never ever ever. Here I'm at four fifty. And I'm still wanting to watch more because it's just, you never know what's going to happen. You have a really good idea. In ADHD, when you have ADHD, you are really good at observing and predicting plots. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen with One Piece often. That's saying a lot, too. Like, I know 
characters aren't going to die, but, like, shit's still going to happen to them. Uh-huh. And I will say, it's really weird, because this is, like, a series that nobody ever actually dies. They all come back at some point. Impel Down is, like, the big... A lot of the villains come back. You'll... Get your Kleenex ready. I'll say that much. So, yeah. I already passed the Island of Women. What do I need Kleenex for? Yeah. Kleenex for a different reason? You passed the Island of Women. I'll talk about, I'll talk about this in another episode. But there's a, an arc called the Island of Women. And it's where literally it's the whole Amazon... Uh, the main character, Luffy, comes out. And he, he starts eating all these different like mushrooms. And my first thought was, holy shit, Luffy's doing shrooms. And it's funny, because like, each shroom actually... He's like, oh, I'm sad now. Now I'm happy. Now I'm... Holy shit. Like, fucking literally doing shrooms. And then one of the shrooms is like... Shrooms start to grow like it's cordyceps. And I'm like, oh shit, they're doing cordyceps before Last of Us. And so these like Amazon ladies, they see him full of shrooms. So they, they, they thought... Luffy was a girl like one of them, so they started treating him. And they're like, oh, we move all the shrooms, except there's one left. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, all right, we got to try to pull it off. And, like, for a good, like, two, three minutes, that's what they did. It's literally the whole anime was, their whole episode was these three women trying to pull off his mushroom. And I'm like, this dude's fucking getting jerked off. This is, like, borderline porn. <laughs> and I really respected the fact that, they, like, they didn't just, like, flirt with the idea of, like... They, they stuck to the bit. They they went hard with the bit. Because, like, all these women were, like, just... They went hard with the bit. They're all, like, just staring at his junk. They're like, what are those? Are those those track sack shrooms? And like, no, it's my family jewels. And like, he's rich, too? <laughs> <laughs> And, like, as he's in, he finally escapes, and, like, this giant, like, giant Amazon lady was chasing him, and, like, she blocked his path. He landed right in her tits, and the tits, they, they fucking jiggled in the anime. And I'm like... I mean, it's not a good anime without some boob, some good boob physics, oh, yeah. right? So, it's, it was, like, one of the, when I was watching the episode, I'm like, I appreciate that they went in, they went all adult with it, but I still feel like this is a teenage... You know, for, made for teenagers. And I know it's not, but it was like almost off putting at the same time. I was also really respecting it. Sure. That's what I said for the. But that's not why I say get your Kleenex. <laughs> that's not why I say get your Kleenex. Uh, it's, there's going to be a very sad moment in there. It's right, probably soon one of for the... me? Oh, yeah. They kill Ace, don't they? No. I don't spoil it. Come on now. I would just, I'll just say two words for you Paramount War. Paramount War? Yeah. Okay. Leave it at that. Alright, I'm excited for it. Uh, other things I'm learning out on, Baldur's Gate's been my D&D fix for the last week. I've been trying to prep for it. <coughs> I finally learned how to, like, fight. You can't just straight up go into a fight and try to battle people. You have to, like, be sneaky and strategic about it. And I'm starting to learn the mechanics and the amount of choice that I have. So I'm getting into it. Except I hate that it's not kid-friendly, so I can't play it around my uh, four-year-old. Sure. Because he's very much into video games, and anytime I play a video game now, he's like, can I play? It's like, I'm going to have to teach you that this game's for me and me alone. Here's a Switch for you. What is that, rated M, right? There's Boulder a lot Skate? of stuff you can do in Boulder Skate. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of sex yeah. scenes. <laughs> Come in, and there's like a... 
there was one scene where it was like a giant orc and then like a human just going at it fucking in the shed and like you walk in that's what you see and then you have to either fight them or talk them down you haven't had your bear scene yet haven't had the bear scene yet you played i have it my laptop is shit though and so i'm getting a new one after i get my taxes back and i'm gonna okay. give it the whatever i played a few hours but yeah i just see the clips of the bear scene all the time <laughs> I just rescued a, a Halson is the bear. Okay. So I just rescued him, and I'm like, oh, that's the famous uh, bear guy. Mm. The druid, I believe he is. Yes, yeah. druid. Yeah, I haven't even got that far. I got like two, maybe three hours in. Yeah, I'm like 14 hours. I'm still very much in just getting into it. It's, it's taken me a while to get like into it, into it. Um... Good segue for New Guy Tony. Yeah. Yeah, New Guy Tony. What did What I'm nerding out on? Uh, so I finished uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Nice. That was awesome. Nice. Great season. I know I finished a while ago, but um, then I downloaded the PS5 upgrade for The Last of Us Part 2. Nice. Going through that uh, hardcore, grounded plus playthrough awesome that's always fucking this show's covered a lot of last of us yeah what's your what's your thoughts on part two are you a fan or are you a hater i feel like there's no in between yeah no i'm a fan um i know people shit on it for all sorts of reasons i thought they did a really good job of trying to humanize a villain yeah um the more i've replayed it the more i do get the whole abby scenario and why it's important Mm -hmm. you know i'm a big fan of the how like the first game was all about <clears throat> survivor's guilt, finding love in a world that no longer loves you, you know, rebuilding a person. You know, the reason why Joel dies in the second one is because he found his humanity. He goes out of his way to save Abby. That's yeah. what kills him. So that being soft is always a too it's too large of a vulnerability in a world that's that dangerous. Yep. Um but then the cycles of violence and how they explain, you know. Ellie's going to do this, go after Abby. Abby's going to continue. Eventually, it goes to where there's no one left alive. Yeah. So, I've been breaking that. So, no, I thought it was really cool. I liked it. Um, there are some things like Abby's sex scene and yeah. some other parts are like, that's really not needed. That's weird. Yeah, the Abby sex scene was, it felt forced almost. Yeah. I, I will say the second time I played through part two, I was a fan of the first time and I actually really liked the the change to Abby and really started to like her character. Uh, I will say the change, the change of pace was kind of off because you go one whole or three days through one character and then go back in time. It kind of feels backwards where I felt like if they would have went back and forth, it would have been a lot better mm-hmm. for their overall game experience. But yeah, the second playthrough, I started like liking Abby even like more. Because she's essentially just Joel from Game One. Like, oh yeah. He has a very much similar arc. Yeah. And but yeah. I think most people would have been fine with instead of Joel dying in the beginning, having more of the flashbacks, and then following Ellie, and then Joel being somewhere in the middle of like his why he died and pushing things forward. I don't know, like kind of like re scheduling all of those um, yeah scripted event the background stuff, but uh, I still like how game. Did you watch the show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What was your thoughts on the show? I was not a huge fan of um, uh, Bella Ramsey at first. I thought there was there was other options I thought would be good. I think that they made it their own thing, which is really cool. Pedro Pascal, obviously awesome. 
Um, there's a, a sci-fi movie that came out in 2018, I think, called Prospect or Prospectors mm-hmm. that started as a short film and made it into a full movie. He plays kind of a Texan dude, and they're out on a... Yeah, they, yeah. essentially a, a space drill, and he does a great job in that film. And then when I saw that and heard he was going to be Joel, I was like, okay, this could work. Yeah, mm, nice. um, But uh, like overall, I really... It makes sense that they had to get rid of the spores because... Pedro's in The Mandalorian. He's always wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. It takes away from the character. They'd be playing so much of the show in masks that it would suck. Yeah. But I, I like how terrifying it is when um, that, that infected grabs hold of a test and the stuff hurts coming out oh, of his mouth. Like, that was like, oh, this is new and this is cool. It's actually way scarier than just spores. Yeah, so I was a fan of that. That was my 2023 kiss of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, so I have a rating system. So we do it out of five. One is trash, two, uh, meh, three, good, four, great, and five is elite. Um, I rated the show like a four plus. Where would you rate that show? Plus being like it's borderline of the next uh, tier, either above it or below it. Yeah, it's like a 4.5. 4.5? Yeah, I, I would put it there. It didn't have everything I wanted, but it had most of the stuff. And like there was... <clears throat> A lot of stuff like the Bill and Frank episode, you know, they completely changed the Kansas City episode. Yep. Very different from the game, but it gave a chance to actually humanize the characters, which you don't get in the game as much. Mm-hmm. And it, t- it actually does the world building, like you were saying, that like, it explores more stuff. And yep. it, yeah, that's where I was like, okay, I really like that part, but there are some things that I was missing, like a couple more action scenes that yeah. infected were kind of not as prevalent. Like the Kansas City fight was the biggest one, but I get. That it's expensive to do that stuff. Yeah, I wish there was like a little bit more quarter steps. That that was probably like my two big complaints for that show was there wasn't enough um, of the clickers, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like I needed like them to be the main part of the conflict or main part of the action. Just like an open scene, especially like the last episode, if they were like, "Hey," they showed an action scene of scene of Ellie and Joel defeating the clicker, and like after they defeat the, like, the clicker or the infected, and then they start their conversation. I feel like that would have been a nice way to be like, hey, there's still danger, but like our characters are to a point where like it's only more of like a minor inconvenience at this point. Mm-hmm. Still very much a danger, but like they're, they're handled it. And my other big yeah. complaint was there wasn't enough episodes. Yeah, yeah, they could have explored a bit more. The, the infected, like, the clickers and all that in the game, they're an obstacle you get through. And the movie is really, which I kind of like and dislike because it takes them away, but they're to be avoided at all costs, which in real life that's what it would actually be like, but I wanted a little bit more action. Yeah. I agree. All right, let's, let's move into the news, and I don't have much. Just because I did an episode yesterday. First big news, the Avatar show is out, or is coming out. February 22nd they just released a trailer for it has any of you guys seen the new trailer yet? it's like Blue People Avatar or Flying Buffalo Avatar? Flying Buffalo Buffalo. (laughs) got it no I haven't seen it no? Ro? I saw bits and pieces it looks good (laughs) yeah honestly yeah looks better than M. Night Shyamalan way better 100% (laughs) that's like one of the few movies I give a one rating to because I can't finish it it was Uncle Iroh even in that one? I think he was. Okay, because he was the best character in the, the TV show. He is, yeah. And I, if I don't even remember him being in the show, obviously he was nowhere near as good and as memorable as he was in the show. 
Uh, so Scott was watching with us. This was like uh, two weekends ago. Mm-hmm. We ended up finishing book one because I'm doing a review episode for uh, as preparation for the new Netflix show. And I told Scott, like, if you take one thing away from this show, one thing at all, is be Uncle Iroh. Hmm. Be Uncle Iroh. He's like the ultimate men of men. Like, he's just the most moral, like, S character that I've, in, like, most TV shows. Or most, like, I don't know. He's top tier. Yeah. Like, he's a solid dude. It's not just in terms of <clears throat> a character, but, like, you listen to him, you hear what he has to say. You're like, oh, you can take this. These are life lessons. Yeah. He's very wise. And yeah. I like him as a character, too, because he was... A bad guy. He's a bad guy at like who's on reform. He was a general. And we did watch book one. He's not really in a whole lot of book one. Like he's there, but he doesn't have like those famous quotes. Mm-hmm. It's like book two and beyond. And I'm excited when we get into book two. You start to really see his character come. Yeah. yeah. I just like this, this whole philosophy is like, oh, you're my enemy? Let's have some tea. Let's talk it out. Like that's the kind of philosophy that he has. And he's also ridiculously funny yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> common relief in the show <laughs> i think one of the, the last episode i watched he him and zucor on the run he had uh this flower he's like "Ooh, deadly poison but could also be great tea is it worth it <laughs> and he comes <laughs> zuko comes back he's like all bloated he's like the the flower was not worth it it's Other big news, this was in the last episode, two, Pal World is taking over Pokemon. And Pokemon Company is like, they seem mad. And Tony has been playing it. I've been watching some videos. It uh, looks like Fortnite plus Pokemon plus Arc? Breath of the Wild. Arc, good call. And yeah, yeah I, I would say, say it's like Breath of the Wild, Arc, uh, Pokemon, and then Fortnite, yeah. It looks like Dick Ding. It is. It's, I was, we were in a group uh, chat about it, and I was like, I'm not going to play this fucking game. It looks stupid. And then I, it was on Game Pass, so I downloaded it, and I was with my kids playing, and I was like, ah, oh, goddammit. It. <laughs> it, it's so, it's one of those games where it's early access, and, it caught, and it's so janky, and it's, there's just so many stupid things to exploit and mm-hmm. run into. <clears throat> Obviously, it's, you know, it's very bare bones, all that stuff, but it is stupid fun. Like, you just get to run around, capture Pokemon, have them fight stuff, get into big fights and battles. Um, there's some dungeons and other stuff to go through, which you know, it's pretty bare bones, but it's still fun. You know, you get a bunch of people together, it's great. There's a whole bunch of bugs and glitches where, like, if when you capture it, uh, a po- you know, a pal, quote-unquote, uh, it goes up in the sky, you can climb up onto the ball, and it'll launch you to the top of the map. So you can use that to get to all sorts of areas. But it has, like, the stamina bar, like, Breath of the Wild. And there's, like, gliders. And then, like, Ark, you can make harnesses and fly and ride stuff. It's just great. So I have a question. I don't really know much about this game. Yeah. Besides that, the people who originally made Pokemon, they're pissed. Yeah. That's about it. Um, game Freak, right, is the company? Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's correct. So what it, what is it exactly? It's, like, you catch a Pokemon, and then the Pokemon shoots another Pokemon, or what? Uh, that's a Tony. Yeah, it's so you <clears throat> whittle them down by beating them with a stick or shooting. Them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you submission and then you catch them. 
and then they you so you build a base and the, you put down this um pal uh thing i forget what it's called but within a certain period or uh area you can start a farm and then you would pretty much enslave these Pokemon to start doing stuff. <laughs> you're going to go work in the mines, you're going to go cut down this, you're going to get berries, and then all the Pokemon pals have, like, abilities, so it's like, one can water stuff. So he's on the farm making the berries that feeds the rest of them. Okay. And then you can put them some together and they'll make, like, the spheres to capture more pals and, like, all this other stuff. But yeah, This is my Pikachu. <laughs> this is his Glock. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, and there's, like, there's a, a, a chipmunk, they call it, like, a life monk or something. You can give him an AK-47. And then he pops up on your shoulder and he's, like, a turret kind of thing. And, yeah. Imagine so Pikachu being, like... Stuck in a, in a generator. Like, that's, that's just so <laughs> <laughs> he just hooked up to electrodes. Just, Pee-pee-go! <laughs> just weeping. So there's, like, a, a smithing thing. So you have to have a uh, fire Pokemon, dude. And there's, like, the, uh, the other day I had it, and I was, like, trying to make all this iron. So I started making um, crossbows and the guns and whatnot. And, uh... At some point, it was like he's tired and no longer wants to work. And I was like, back in the fucking cage. <laughs> and I picked up my other one and I was like, start working. <laughs> so, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is stupid fun. It's, it'll be fun to see where it goes. It's called a uh, slave labor simulator. <laughs> no, it's Pal World, man. They're your friends. Yeah. They'll do it, they do it on a friendship. <laughs> they just love me so much. It sounds, oh, it sounds ridiculous, World, okay. but that is just fucking Pokemon. Yeah, it is. Pokemon fight for you because they're friends with you, so they're going to battle the other Pokemon to the death. I mean, close to death. <laughs> because they're, they're, they're friends with you. So is Pokemon just like, you know, gladiator simulator with, with cute animals? I mean, it's essentially a cute cockfight. Yeah. Like, that's what Pokemon is. When you really think about it, it's, yeah, you're enslaving beings to essentially battle for you, for your own entertainment. The fun part is you can also capture humans. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's, like, the Team Rocket of the world is called the Syndicate, and that's the people that you're fighting. You go to these towers and you fight their big Pokemon that they're riding and whatnot. But uh, there's, yeah, you can capture these guys, and I just imagine, like, hey, I choose you, whatever. And then it's like, Steve, go! <laughs> just staring at a giant dragon. <laughs> That's great. That's always been, like, the biggest question with Pokemon is, can you capture other humans with this technology? And what would it be like to be captured? All right, see, first, talking about Power World, it's like, oh, this sounds like borderline <laughs> slavery. Then you talked about capturing humans, so it's like, oh, it's... Definitely slavery. Well, it's not a slavery <laughs> simulator. It's not really borderline. I think it just is. We just don't really focus on that part. It's the it's fun part. You're friends. You're friends. friends. So it's you're yeah. doing it for friendship, not for yeah. monetary gain. It's for love and yeah. It's definitely no monetary gain or. Steve glory. says he's out. Better get back in there, boy. <laughs> I'll I, put you in the mines. Speaking <laughs> of like glorified cockfights i remember seeing like it was either a picture or a, like a vine i don't remember what it was it was a long time ago but the dude um like he named his trainer michael vick <laughs> <laughs> and he only used dog pokemon no no it was all it was no. all, all growlers and arcanines and shit I was like, damn, damn dude, you went, went there. there well there's a new poke or a new dog pokemon that's essentially a ghost dog mm. So, yeah, I feel like half his team is going to have to be at least graveyards. Yeah, true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or the joke of, like, how do you get, uh, how do you make Eevee into a ghost, like, their ghost evolution? You just take a brick. So, <laughs> 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 a brick. 
So to deserve uh, ghost pals, and that's how you get them to be ghosts? No, not that I know of. I, I assume it's probably something. So what is the situation here? Is Game Freak, are they going to go after? There's, there's, there's a lot of pals that essentially just look like Pokemon. Like Electabuzz is one of the bigger ones. Um, Luxray, there's a mo- there's a pal that looks just like Luxray, but just a slightly different. I heard there's one that looks like um, Lucario. Yep. Yeah. A lot of them are, it looks like a, essentially like AI ripped off Pokemon. That's kind of what it looks like. But my big thing that I kind of like look at for Paul World, and I talked about this a little bit last week as well, is I really hope this motivates Game Freak into actually making a good game. Because they've been essentially just cash grabbing it for the last like decade yeah yeah they've been oh, making yeah. a lot of games other than like maybe arceus just they look bad that's really buggy doesn't have all the mons and it's just kind of boring like they're the last like scarlet violet they gave us what we wanted but in the most minimal way possible like hey you want a 3d pokemon game sweet it's gonna look like shit <laughs> You know, and like the mechanics are, they're there. And like we all gobble it up because it's like, oh, 3D Pokemon game. Yeah, I think uh, all, all the Pokemon, Pokemon games, games are kind of suffering the Call of Duty effect. A little bit, yeah. You know, just stamp one out twice a year, basically, you know, just, just make that money. Yeah, and that's what, what it feels like. We're, and then Power World looks great, it looks innovative, it looks new. It's essentially like what Pokemon should have been. And really what Game Freak should aspire to be. And so that's what I'm really hoping for when it comes to Pokemon in the future. I hope they take this as a lesson and like, hey, we can actually make good games that people really want to play. Because people want a good Pokemon game. Well, they have to step it up now. They don't yeah. have a choice. Well, Power World will take over. Pokemon with guns. <laughs> I was going to say, I've seen a couple of takes on it from like game designers where they said that... <clears throat> Game, like, like Game Freak's gonna try to sue and do everything, but when it comes to like animation of video game characters, like <laughs> there's only so many ways you can animate. Like you got a thing with a big, you know, trunk, little head, two arms, stumpy legs. You know the way that, however they, they do it in the engine. There's only so many ways you can animate that, and like there's only so many like appendages you can add. Otherwise, it just becomes not usable. It's not gonna work with like the the way that the engine works. So it kind of Pokemon ran itself into the ground too with that, where like it couldn't innovate stuff. Yeah. So they have very generic, uh, um, what's the word? Ah, the character design. It's pretty, it's generic. Yeah. It like cookie cutter? Yeah, it wants to operate as cleanly and easily as possible in the engine. Mm-hmm. So Power World just did the same thing. So of course a lot of the, the cutouts that you look at are going to be very similar because it's following that same design yep. thing. So I don't think they're, in terms of that, it's not going to stand up very well because look at every other shitty homebrew game that's using the same assets and stuff. Yep. It looks mm-hmm. just like Pokemon. It's going to be the coloring and some of the names and descriptions that might get them. Yeah. I think they'll be fun. I don't think Pokemon is going to win their way out on this one. They got a lot of money, though. Yeah. That's fair. Well. Round two for Rope. Oh, this is three. All right, while you're at it. All right. Alright, should we move on to uh, D&D talk? Yeah. This was supposed to be our D&D episode. I kind of wanted to talk about our last episode. And I want to bring out the awards. Do you remember the awards that you gave people? Let's find them. Tom will look it up. 
Yeah, yeah it's a little disappointing. disappointing. I mean, I was I was looking forward to it, but you know, as all D and D games go, yeah, there's always scheduling conflicts. Always scheduling conflicts. It's it is what it is. I really wanted Tor though. I was excited for his character. It's tough as you get older, man. Things happen. Things change. So, Ro, how much money did you give me, man? Oh, I'm you not going to say. Think, you didn't even think this through, did you? I'd rather not say right now. <laughs> it's just, no, it's a, it's, a nice, it's a nice bag. I also feel like in story, so you... Um, for those who listened to the episode, my, me and Ernie's character... Turlo and Thurgood. We're trying to get in. Rose already in it. <clears throat> you know, he knew the king that died. And you're just going around like, you're essentially like Tony Stark, Nick Fury. You're like trying to recruit the Avengers for a mission. Sure. <laughs> and <clears throat> it made me like question like in session. I was like, did like Tom go to Rose and just be like, hey, I need you to like recruit people. <clears throat> like it made me question that <coughs> in session, but now I know that's not what happened. No, not at all. So my only question <laughs> to you is like, what what were you doing, man? And there needs to be an in story like reason that you're going for that's like outside of like the actual goal. What is our what was the uh, what was the original goal? We're all just there. We're right? just there, man. We're just there. You're the only one who had a goal. I was, I was just trying to get Viking titties. That was like my main goal that whole session. Right. I'm like, I just got into the tavern. I'm probably drunk as shit. I need a reason to go to this Viking funeral. Like the only reason why is, you know, mourners are often more uh, hornier, and Viking titties is a great opportunity for me. Well, all right. Before I could even respond to that, DMT, let me ask you this. If this is something that has to... You're the person that creates the storyline and stuff, but if I do, let's say I do have a reason why I did what I did, do I say it now or should I just wait until we actually play? It's up to you. I'm not going to say shit. Okay. I just hope... uh, yeah, I want to. I'm like, because I was re-listening to the episode. I'm like, Bro is recruiting. This has to stay in. He has to have a motive. And I'm like, I want to push back on. It. I want to make sure that uh, we uh, we figure that out at some point. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Do you have the awards? I think, um, I think uh, uh, Ro's motivation, motivation was whiskey, whiskey that day. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Well, I, I knew I figured Rose' motivation. I was thinking more of uh, Geo. Well, well I mean, that those bleed into each other. I know. <laughs> There's a lot going on, man. There was, I was like six deep. So I had this like thought of like, what if, what if it's like reverse world, where like our characters for the session is actually playing Dungeons and Dragons, but like more opposite like this is D for the real world all right guys you're gonna work a nine to five and we're gonna schedule a D session thurgood's just like can't make it and everybody's like fuck 
be like the worst like actual D and D ever. You just work a nine to five and that's it. Well, why, that's, that's why, why we play fantasy. fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> our lives are dull and monotonous. <laughs> I quit my job. You roll a one. Uh, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I asked my boss for a raise. One, you get fired. Oh yeah, I found the I found the awards. Awesome. All right, Tom, give it the give the awards for Let's go right off the top here. So the winner of the biggest asshole award goes to Turlo. I figured. I mean, pulling people's pants down, talking about Viking titties. Fucking agent of chaos. Um. The next, next one, one was, got, got fucked, fucked the worst. They're good. Yeah. Yeah. He just, just by chance happened to just get stomped by a bunch of guards <laughs> because some <laughs> asshole, who will remain unnamed, Turlo, um, went <laughs> up to him and yelled at him. But it was because of somebody else. Who, who sent me? <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so my, um, my, my biggest help was one of the only people that actually played D&D before and I think he was trying to keep the great the, the cats contained yeah. with me that one went to Nike Knicks yep Don was trying to uh, corral corral the shenanigans I think in a way I think he saw it going away um Asian Chaos Award goes to, to Gio he um I think he was just testing the waters I think so and like seeing what he was gonna do supposed to do mm-hmm. so he's like you know I don't really have much of a plan in mind but we're just gonna go with it well, he has a plan. A plan to be un- revealed later at a certain time. The uh, last award was Sat in Prison While Really Stoned Award. Goes to Brandon. Yeah. 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 He really did spend like the entire game other than like one interaction with Geo inside of a prison cell. I felt bad for him. He did choose that, that starting point. But like it made sense for his character. Yeah. I was, I was hoping, hoping somebody would actually do that because I, I thought that, that was a pretty interesting, like, way to get there. It made sense. Yeah. Because if you're, like, you're at a funeral for a Viking king that's a raider, they're probably going to have prisoners, mm. you know, for whatever reason. You know, they go and, you know, pillage someplace yep. or whatever. So that made yeah. sense. Yeah, basically I said what... Um, like what's going on and then I basically just kind of told everybody in the beginning like why are you here just to come up with some reason why you're at the funeral for this you know well to do Viking lord what was Ernie's reason I forget oh his was a revenge quest wasn't yeah his, he had some sort of revenge arc um, I think he lived in Raven Rock or whatever it was and like the uppers of the city like screwed him and his family yeah. over and he was he was, he was doing, doing the old classic edgy rogue mm-hmm. revenge story. Mm-hmm. Um, Everything's kind of fit pretty nice. Nike made, made sense. He was a mercenary. Yep. Um, Geo, you were kind of the, the wise sage, sorcerer, mm-hmm. you know, scholar type to um, the sea raider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just the drunk guy who wanted to get laid that night. Yep. He was, he was <laughs> like, there was a beer, there was a party <laughs> going on. There were some Viking titties and mead, and uh, yeah. Very on brand. Very on brand. Give me those Viking titties. (laughs) Tony, I talked like this the entire time. It's probably why I sound like an asshole. It's a great voice, by the way. Thank you. Uh, He sounds like Three Dog from Fallout 3. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's Three Dog. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was excited, though. Uh, I was talking to Donald yesterday 
when we were doing our episode. And he was, he was telling me that uh, he was practicing his tough guy voice because he was going to be a bigger asshole than me. And I'm like, man, where are you going to become best? Like, our characters are going to be, like, best of friends or fucking enemies. We're either going to kill each other or we're going to be, like, good at the end of the session. I don't know which. Either you live. If any of us might not live. I'd be sad if Turlo died. Um, Yeah, see, that's the problem with level one. Is, like, a giant rat gets a straight crit on you. You have eight hit points as a sorcerer. (laughs) (laughs) So it's really hard to kind of balance um, level one campaigns. Mm -hmm. I probably should have started us higher off, but then again, everyone is pretty new, so it's probably easier to start off at level one. Yeah, yeah, so I've been, yeah, yeah I'm kind of racking my head on how it's going to go. I think, I think I'm just going to end up giving you guys a lot of rests in between and a lot of chances to recover your hit points, your spells and everything. Be, be easy on us, DMT. I was going to say, I, like, I planned on giving, like, um, I was going to give you guys, like, a supply chest that the, you know, that the um, Viking King's family had given you, basically, so okay. that like, each person will have three healing potions and nice. that sort of stuff like that. Just kind of counteract that. Oh shit! Two random natural twenties from this giant rat and half the party's dead. What uh? What is Bolvi? What's his class? So if you remember from last time, basically, um, he's the high king of of I, I didn't even come up with the kingdom name but so like he's like next in line to be the high king yeah so it's, it's going off of kind of like how it was um for like the norse world or the danes um there was a high king and then there were kings of like several kings in norway several kings in sweden and that sort of stuff like that so he's kind of like bound to help because the another person came up on the boat and was like hey you know my father's land is you know in trouble we need help type of thing so that's just kind of like his duty now that he has stepped into kind of that hiking role gotcha so we don't know that character so it'll be very interesting to we do not to see how that goes we were supposed to know him more but we all half of us got captured yep it is what it is were you expecting three people to be in prison by the end of session no i kind of wrote i kind of ended up getting into a corner i was like well there's one way and one way only to get these guys back into task and that is to arrest all of them and put boots to them i gave you a chance to slip out i just made it really hard there's always going to be a chance that you can get away but you know like when there's six burly vikings pinning you down it's going to be a hard strength check to try to wiggle your way out of that yeah all right dmt here's a question for you Look at this as like a an anime show, right? So what's the preview for the next one? Oh, I love it. All right, the scene, scene opens, opens and uh, you zooms in on the uh, the head, the mantle of a Viking longship, a fierce dragon. Um, the team members are clinging onto ropes as they're going through a dark battered sea over the waves. Splish slash on our way to it. Cuts to um, a kind of like overview, like a sky view of uh, High Rothgar. You can see the battered landscape of uh, High King Roth and uh, what's been going on in this land. So, yeah, so that's the general next time on Dragon Ball Z. Love it. Love it. Good shit. I'm excited for it. All right, so you've played a lot of D&D campaigns. Tony, mm-hmm. 
you seem somewhat experienced. So my question for both of you is, I have a few DM questions, because I've been like thinking story-wise. But I also have a few questions on best like characters that you guys are proud of, like oh. for character building. That's a good question. I didn't DM too much, and when we were doing that, it was fourth edition. Um, I played a little bit of fifth, but not nearly as much as you guys have or you have. Um, we really only had one like big long character. Oh yeah, <clears throat> when we when we were playing fourth edition, and we me and Tom got with our group, we played for two and a half years straight roughly. Uh, it started out twice a week, then once a week, like halfway through. I mean, we really went from level one to what like twenty something. So, probably that character, Ripley, that I have in our, uh, in our shirt, or Ranger, excuse me, uh, that was just a ton of fun. That was, like, before kids, before everything else went to shit. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the good times? So, uh, interesting story about that. Tony and I actually went and got kind of matching tattoos for, for that, for those characters. Nice. Um, so they were both 20-sided dice. And then, like, like kind of like, like think of like, like a coat of arms where you have like you know a cross behind you with like different things that represent a family or a character or whatever. So I had like a warhammer and a holy symbol of cord, and then Tony had like a bow. Bow and arrow. Yeah, bow and arrow. There it is. And yes. then like each of our banners, like had a banner wrapped around it, and each of ours had like something that was like it, it said critical hit because he was the DPS. You know, he just was just chunking out damage as the archer. I used, like, um, I looked up Viking runes, and I wrote uh, the word healing word in Viking runes because I was a cleric, mm -hmm. and so that was, like, my main role. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, we went we the same day. Yeah. Yeah. It was just before the fourth, like, two or three years ago. Oh, it's been longer than that. Oh, it's been, like, five. Oh, shit, I'm old. <laughs> I'd be really happy if we were able to like make a concept campaign. And I don't know if we would record it, but it'd be really nice to like just have a long campaign of like characters that you're grown attached to. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, I mean you, you have, have to find, find a good somebody that wants to like the passion to DM like a lot, and it's a pretty big commitment. Yeah. If you're playing a, once a week, I mean, if you're playing once a week, it's a massive commitment. If you're playing once a month, it's a little easier. But, but you, you don't, don't get that. <coughs> you don't get that same attachment. I think to a character when you're only playing like once or twice, you know, once every one or two months. Yeah. It's kind of more like a thing. But like, if you if you ever experience a, like a once a week, like every Monday I play, mm -hmm. you know, my D and D game right now for the past like year and a half. Like you get to you get to really like your characters. Is it the cleric or is what's um currently yeah oh no he's um i play on eldritch knight which is just a subclass of fighter that uses so i designed my character um i did i wanted to make a witcher basically so he's like a monster hunter that's going out in the world to make his name for himself and so i picked eldritch knight because they can use spells as well as fight with the sword so i'm like okay that's the most witchery sounding you know, type of character D and D equivalent, and all my all my spells that I chose. Um, the main thing that I chose them for was that they had resemblance to what is it, the Ards? 
right? The little, little, little like, mini spells that the Witcher knows. So he has, like, Igni, and so I took, like, Flame Bolt. Um, he has the one where he just, like, puts a shield in front of him, so I took shield as soon as I could get that one. Nice. And so I just kind of, like, designed the character kind of around that. And it's funny, I ended up making, like, a monster hunting slash mercenary company that, like, has developed on the side of the campaign. We're actually playing uh, Order of the Dragon Queen, which is a pre-written one, Okay. but our DMs let us do a bunch of stuff on the side. Nice. So we have a manor that we got gifted to us from the first city, and it's called uh, Stangheimer Hall. So yeah, that's like our base of operations, and yeah, we've been like consistently like building a mercenary company, building an adventuring company. Like, it's the running joke is that instead of killing most of the bad guys, we try to knock them out and recruit them. Basically like, alright, here's the deal, man. You can die right now. Or you can get 50 gold a week and come work for us. So, I mean, we're, we're a very fair group. <laughs> you have been defeated. You've been defeated. How would you like a job? Yep, pretty much. It reminded me of that scene from Scarface. I don't know if you guys have seen Scarface. I have not. Um, but there's a point where, like, Scarface takes over the business in Miami. And, um... He goes, basically, he's like, yeah, you know, I promised I wouldn't kill you. And he's like, hey, Manny, kill that piece of shit. And Manny goes up and blows the dude away. And then so, like, sitting in the corner of this was the bodyguard of the old boss. And he's just like, hey, Ernesto, you want a job? Yeah, thanks, Tony. So that's the running joke, too. Hey, you want a job? Alright, for uh, being a DM, what do you need to know if you're going to start a campaign? If you're going to start, like, writing a story out? Because I've had a lot of ideas. A lot of it very One Piece style. Keep your ideas very loose. Okay. Because, inevitably, they're not going to, the players aren't going to follow what you sure what you like what's in your mind don't write it don't write it as like i want it to be a power fantasy of like i just want this to happen like i want it to i want the, like all these like certain you know plot twists to happen you can try to build them in yeah but you gotta do it naturally and you gotta let the players do it that was my biggest mistake the first time it was like i was trying to come up with this big grand like strategy mm-hmm. <laughs> And I ended up railroading everybody into, like, kind of a singular path that yeah. really wasn't very fun for everybody. Um, but, like, I went too complex with it, basically, is my, was my biggest downfall the first time I DM'd. I was trying to make something cool, and, you know, like, certain aspects of it were probably cool, but then the other ones, like, people didn't feel like they had the autonomy to do it. Yeah. And so don't go in there thinking that you're going to make this story come to life the way you want it to come to life. The way my idea for it is to make like a small like RPG world where it's like there's one singular goal, like the main art, like main objective, but everything else is like wide open. Yeah. So like I said, you're going to have, you're going to have that singular goal of whatever it is, the overarching story, but the way you're going to get there is never going to be the way you intended to be. Sure. It's just never like the way, you know, the way human interaction is, it's just, there's no way. Mm-hmm. And if you do force it, then it becomes bad. Yeah, it becomes unfun because your choices are. Yep. Yeah. I mean, 
I don't know how long a campaign can go for, probably forever, but the longer you do it, the more of an idea you have of the characters, right? Mm -hmm. So you can kind of be like, all right, chances are this person's going to do this. What if we set them down this road? Yeah. No, no, for, for sure. sure. Um, speaking, speaking of that, that I watched TikTok, TikTok the other day, and there was this dude that was talking about how he was DMing for the past, like, 20 years with the same characters, and um, he finally TPK'd the whole party after 20 years. And I guess apparently it was, like, glorious. Everybody loved it. Like, everyone, like, died heroes, basically. Oh, like, it was a good ending. Yeah. But, like, but he's like, yeah. He's like, Started off the video, he's like, yep, I'm a DM, and I've the, I just TPK'd my, uh, my uh, party after 20 years of the same campaign. Jesus. And then he went and kind of explained a little bit, I'm like, god damn, dude. Like, I think, what, we two and a half years, I think, was about the longest one. This one I'm in right now is pushing a year and a half, so I'm getting close to that mark, but, like, years. You're talking years. Sidebar. Do you ever, anybody here ever see that movie about, like, the guys that have, like, the longest running... It's, it's, a, a, it's, it's a comedy, low-budget movie, but they have the longest-running D&D campaign against these group of Amish guys who have the second-longest-running D&D campaign no. every day or every week for, like, 30, 20 years, something like that. Yeah. And then it's this whole thing about how the group's unraveling and whatnot, and then I don't want to spoil it, but <laughs> there's the Amish end up fucking with them, and it's awesome, but it just reminded me of that, of, like, how do you finish off a game? And, like, yeah. 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 Do you think you could do that? Do you think you could commit to something that long? 20 years? Yeah. I think I could. I don't know if I could DM for that long. I don't know if I could probably be a player for that long. I feel like I could get really into it. That'd be tough. I don't know. It's, it's tough, tough as a... I feel like it'd be tough, tough like as a parent now, especially with like the podcast on the side. It'd be, but if I didn't have the podcast, I think I could do it like once a week. Especially now with like remote settings. That's true. You can do like Zoom and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Discord is, I think, the biggest one, right? Discord? Or like if you're going to do campaigns. Uh, campaigns. Oh, um, Tailspire. Yeah, yeah, Roll20, Tailspire. Tailspire is probably the best one because you can customize maps, but then you're spending hours building your stuff. And, yeah. Tailspire is good because it, um, it doesn't have the. So, so like, like some of the like, like or ones like, like Roll Twenty have deals with wizards, so they actually have all the rule books. So like, like if you own the rule book, you can put in a code, and then you can get access on Roll Twenty to everything that's in that rule book. Oh, nice! So they actually have a deal with like wizards where they like they're like an actual sponsor. Like they're like wizards. Is like this is our main one for online. Like this is the one you use for online, basically. Um, Tailspire is cool because it's like it's a 3D um, version of Roll20, where it's basically Roll20 is more like the traditional, like you're playing on a flat map and you just kind of use the power of imagination and you you know move the tokens and you kind of have to picture it in 3D. Whereas Tailspire, you can like build cool dungeons and like rotate the camera and there's lighting effects and it's cool. Um, I would assume it's similar to Baldur's Gate. Yeah, not as not as nice looking. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's just, just a cool like 3D rendering of it. It's kind of a system agnostic game where it's not really made for any particular system, mm -hmm. so you can use it to play whatever you want. Nice. So like when we played on Tailspire, 
we just had character sheets on D&D Beyond, mm. and so we just had it under another tab, opened our character sheets in D&D Beyond, and then we just used the rolling tools in the game. The funnest thing about Tailspire was that when you, when you roll your dice, you don't just like click a button and it rolls for you. Mm-hmm. You actually like have a pile of dice that you drop, and then you click, and you can like throw them across the map nice. with your mouse, and everybody sees like your D20 like bouncing through the dungeon. <laughs> So, so it's, it's like, like you're actually playing, playing at a table, table or something. Yeah. I will say ever since uh, D our first D&D session, I view everything as like D&D, like dice rolls, especially with playing Baldur's Gate as well. Mm-hmm. I even made the TikTok of like when you roll a critical failure. Oh, that was a horrible experience. I went to just fill up water. I filled up the water and somehow ended up knocking the water down and ended up being like a 15, 20 minute, like, debacle yeah because yeah, like, like i'm high off my ass trying to like <laughs> clean up everything and then one person in the comments like yeah it's this i forget what he called it it's like when you green out or you like smoke so much that like yeah yeah like there was a comment i'm like you know what you're probably right but god damn it man don't call me out like that it's just i rolled a one in that moment it was also super high, but yeah. You rolled a one on your constitution. To, you, you failed your constitution to save to see if you could handle that shit. I could not. I did not handle it. It was... What was the other, like, D&D type movie? Knights of Badass. That movie was great. Yeah. So, Peter Dinklage is in that one. Oh, nice. And Peter Dinklage is like, he ends up being like, he's like the rich friend mm-hmm. and a single. And so these guys have like always played D&D together, they LARP and shit like that. And so he wanted to get like a hyper-realistic thing for his sorcerer, so he bought this like occult book. And it ended up being a real occult book. And so they're at this big LARP, and he like reads passages out of it, and some of the succubus. Oh my gosh, I remember this movie. And, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and so, <laughs> yeah, that, like, they're all LARPing, and so they have the foam swords and shit, but this succubus is like going around like, and like eating people's souls <laughs> and just ridiculousness <laughs> in suits. That sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's a badass one, it's called. Alright, I'll have to check that out. It's, it's funny. Have you LARPed before? No, no I won't do. I have, uh, I've never, like, legitimately LARPed. I have a friend that you remind me of. I, I told you this before. He has LARPing swords, and I remember using, like, the LARPing swords, like, actual sword fight with them. Tony, does uh, what we did in high school count for LARPing? Or is that just beating each other up with dolls with foam wrapped around them? Well, according to the neighbor who hated us, she would consider it LARPing because we were a danger to the community. Oh. But we were also making bombs and blowing them up in my backyard. So that, it could be that too. Wait, LARPing is also blowing up bombs well, in the backyard? So I had another friend named Matt, and we were making sparkle bombs. And uh, yeah, yeah, we were, you know, but like a good plate sized crater in the yard just fucking around. But, but then, then she had called, called the cops, and then like, the next week we were doing this kind of LARPing, fighting with the home, you know, around dowels and stuff, uh-huh. and she called again and was like, they're training to kill people! They're a danger and a menace! And like, yeah, so my mom wasn't a huge fan of that. <laughs> it was all fun games, like, so I, I made... I made like a Roman legionary, so I made I made we bought like plywood and we got like probably like inch and a half, two inch wooden dowels, and then we bought like insulation foam for like for piping, and we duct taped the shit out of that. 
And, and so, so Tony had this big, like, six-foot-tall, like, two-handed broadsword. Then he was fighting me, and I was doing, like, short, a sword and, like, you know, like, stabby yep. with a shield. And at one point, we were, it was great. We were having lots of fun. And um, he shattered my shield and, like, split it right down the middle. It folded over my hands. And he took this six-foot towel and just pegged me in the side of the head at, like, full swing. And even with a bunch of foam on it, man, like, my ears were ringing. I'm like, dude, I think we're done right now. My, my shield's broken. I might be concussed. I'm not sure. That was Tom's first CDI. Yeah, yeah. That's my first. That's that's. That explains a lot. I have a. I wish Randall was here for this because my first experience with anything like foam swords was there's Nerf foam swords that they had. Sure. And for the longest time, they're only like twenty bucks to buy. Not that much, but I was making like maybe nine bucks an hour at this point, and. Me and a couple of my friends, we go to Target and we see these like foam swords, and we like, like man, if we had the money to buy these foam swords, we would go at it. Literally only twenty bucks. I don't even know why we didn't just buy it. Probably because we were all working at McDonald's at this time. But I remember just like talking up these foam swords, and one day I said, "Fuck it, we're just gonna buy it." Me and my friend TJ, we bought it. We bought two swords. We're in the Target parking lot. We're just going at it with each other. It's middle of fucking winter, just freezing out. And this lady comes by. She's like, what do you guys, you guys just bought swords? Just start, like, I don't even remember what comment she said. And I turn around, it's my fucking, like, on. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what's up, Janita? What, uh, hey. Yeah, we are totally fighting it. She's like, oh, it's Jake, it's you. I should have known it was just you. This is something you would do. I'm like, yep. I ended up getting, like, two foam swords for Christmas, and I bought myself... I ended up with like three pairs. <laughs> and me and my friend Brian, we went to McDonald's where we all worked. And Brandon was the manager at the time. And me and Brian, we came in with foam swords. And I had an extra one. And I said, fuck it. We threw him an extra sword. I'm like, we're battling right now. No one's in McDonald's. And we're literally fighting, sword fighting in the middle of the McDonald's lobby. And I'm jumping off all the tables and chairs. And it was like an epic fight that I'm pretty sure is still on Facebook somewhere. You know, it's funny, Tony was talking about giving me my first brain injury. Ironically enough, that's like not the first time Tony's given me a brain injury. Because <laughs> after that, the foam sword incident, we're like, hey, you know what would be fun? Let's go to Shields. Let's take a trip to St. Cloud. Let's buy boxing gloves. <laughs> and the two of us are out here, my dad's like, driveway and, and so, so like i was nervous i was like i don't like he's, not, he's like my best friend i can't really punch him tony like had no qualms about that shit and he starts fucking just kicking the shit out of me i'm like holy shit dude time so after we punch each other a bunch of the time every every party we'd go to in high school we'd bring both of our boxing gloves and we'd get drunk dudes to fight each other and man yeah. We, we had, had some good shit. It was a terrible <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised more people didn't get hurt. It was, and in my defense, my defense, I had two older cousins that were full-on psychopaths who used to beat the living shit out of me and my cousin Alex. So that's why I have no poems where I'm like, oh, we're engaging in this? We're going 100% because that, you know, yeah. I had to fight so much. That's your history. And I'm the oldest, so like, I don't have an older sibling, but it's always the older cousin, so, yeah. 
I remember we had this um, we had this Vietnamese exchange student who was the shit. Like he was cool. His name, well, his name was Trung, but everyone he went by Jerry. You know, everyone. everyone yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, all the all the Chinese exchange students and Asian exchange students always pick a white dude name. Yeah. It's always Jerry or Steve or something like that. What's your name, Jerry? Really? <laughs> really? What's your you shirt? Sure, you sure about that? that? And then they say something you can't pronounce. You're like, all right, what's up, Jared? Let's go. So his was even it was from. Simple. Yeah, it's from Yeah, and like it wasn't that complicated or whatever. Trung, if you're listening, what's up, brother? Well, things are going good in Vietnam. Nice. Um, but we had this other kid who was kind of an asshole, and he had short little guy syndrome, and so we're like, okay. You know, and they're like, who wants to fight next or whatever? Jason. Or Jason. Jason. Um, so Jason is like, I'll play or I'll fight. And, you know, uh, Jerry's like, oh, yeah, I'll fucking throw it down. He's like, whatever. He, he, I guess apparently he did like Muay Thai and shit like that. And oh, shit. This kid didn't know it. And Jerry was like 120 pounds and like five foot three. Yeah. He was like your atypical Asian dude. Like just tiny dude, right? And Jason was pretty short too. He was like maybe five, 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 six ish. But he was definitely like, you know, he was, he had him outweighed by a lot, right? And so, you know, I'm, I'm officiating this where, of course, you know, it's like three in the morning. We're in the, in the driveway of some person's house that, you know, parents are out of town. Sure. Everyone's standing around, you know, fucking, you know, yelling. Yeah, kill him! Yeah, kill him! I'm just trying to get that, that uh, like, street fighting. Never back down? No. It was World Star. World Star! World Star! <laughs> oh my god! It was, it was that shit. It was like Kimbo Slice. It was like Kimbo Slice. World Star! Yeah. 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 Okay, bro, thank you. Yeah. Um, anyway, so there's like 20 people out there. And so I'm like, alright, guys, touch gloves. You know, you know, just sign of respect. That's what you do in you know, every boxing match. Yep. And I go in to say touch gloves, and Jason winds up and sucker punches Jerry as hard as he could. And, Jerry, like, you saw the rage yeah. building in this little dude as soon as that happened. And I was like, Jerry, you good? He's like, fucking ring the bell, man. <laughs> and he went fucking full Bruce Lee on this dude. He had him, like, on the figurative ropes. Like, Jerry was just fucking throwing punches so fast and so hard. And finally, like, the kid's just like, ah, fuck, you win. Stop. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Yeah. Just straight Bruce on this. Oh, man. We had some other good ones, too, where, like, we had the one kid that was just, like, he was, like, the Roid Rage power lifter kid. He was also, like, five foot four, you know, real little man syndrome. And then he was fighting this other big old farm boy. And they start boxing, and they're fighting really good or whatever. And then all of a sudden, like, one of them picks the other one up. And, like, slams him on this metal chair. And we're like, whoa, guys! <laughs> Too far. <laughs> Sam and Ryan were probably the best one ever. Yep. Yep. They were both ended up bleeding out of their nose and stuff. They were both like equally sized guys, but they were just like they were both like really jolly, happy dudes. But they were like they're tough dudes. But like they were just smiling the whole time as they're just pumping the shit out of each other. So I will I will say like I feel like it's when you have a group of friends that you trust. Sometimes it's just fun to just like fuck around and fight. Like not necessarily like in like I'm gonna hurt you, but it's just like hey, let's like 
Let's battle it out. Like, like old slap fights and shit. Like yeah. That. Sure. Like slap boxing. Uh, me and my youngest sister, we do, do like slap fights. And sometimes I feel bad because I'll just like wind up really hard and get her good. Yeah, that's your sister. That's my sister. But she'll come back around and just back. And it's funny because like my uh, brother-in-law, uh, Michael, which I think both of you met Michael. He was at the birthday. He was just like looking. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like he's like wanting to like protect his love but at the same time he's like the siblings fighting we're just let it be and we're just laughing off at it like it's you know it's what we do sure the dumb shit you did in high school and stuff man you guys gonna be good like ridiculous high school college stories i got i got this is my best story ever <coughs> I probably, probably should preface it that way. It's probably gonna suck. Everyone's like, you just you know. Well, tell it. You already set it up. Yeah, yeah. So, so whatever. So freshman year, um, go to St. Cloud State, and we ended up in this program called First Year Experience, and it was a dorm of all freshmen. St. Cloud State, right? Yep. I was in something similar. Yeah. Um, they actually like canceled that program the year after us because oh. it was such a shit show. Yeah. Right. Um. Anyway, so, so we, were we were partying at this girl's place um, in Mitchell Hall. Her name was Tanya. And I was drinking. We went to Atwood, got a big, like, big gulp of Coke. And we were, we were mixing up, uh, like, Ron Diaz or Captain Morgan in there. So I drank my whole, like, big gulp drink. And I'm like, fuck, we got no, we got nothing else to mix with. So I was literally was pouring Captain Morgan on ice, sipping it out of a straw. So I'm drunk as fuck at this point, right? We're partying it up. Um, and I'm like, Tanya, man, I got I got to take a leak. You know, this is an all girls dorm, yeah. right? So she's like, all right, come with me. I'll just I'll stand at the door. You can, you can go pee, whatever. So I'm going to pee, and then all of a sudden I hear this knock on the door and the stoller. All right, who's in there? And I'm like, what? Nobody. Um, so I get out. And, and Tanya, Tanya is fucking ghosted. As soon as she saw her already walking, she was like, peace, motherfucker. We're out of here. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like 18, so I'm like, oh, God. I'm going to get a diner. I'm going to get arrested. I'm going to get kicked out of college. What the fuck am I going to do? So she's bringing me down the stairs. Like, and I remember vividly, like, you know, one of those, like, spiral staircases, you know, going down. And I'm just like, what am I going to do? And I was like, okay, I got it. As soon as she, like, turns her back, and I, and I got a straight line to the doors, I am gone. I am Usain bolting out of this motherfucker, right? So I vividly remember she turns to the left, and, like, that's where the, uh, like, the office was or whatever. And she goes, yeah, this guy was peeing in the room. And I was off. Like, just, like, at the starting box. There, there was, was a double door, and I just remember slamming through, like, doom, doom, just through both doors. I took, I took hard left out of there, and I went to the nearest woods. And I had no idea where I was. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm probably rocking, like, three times the legal limit right now, so I am drunk as fuck, right? So I pull this hard left, cut across this lawn, and I dive straight into this, into this woods. Little did I know, St. Cloud State's on the Mississippi River, right? Yep. Yeah. The, the the woods I dove into, 
was a 45-degree incline straight down to the Mississippi River. So I was wondering what woods you were referring to. Like, mm-hmm. col- like, I lived near there. It's a college I went to. I'm like, what fucking woods is by St. Right. Cloud State? Yeah, yeah I, just, I just went to the nearest wooded area. area and, like, is it Mitchell Hall, like, right on the Yes, list? it is. So, so that's why it's next to the, like, there's, like, a Catholic center, like, church right next to it. I forget what it's called. But anyway, so I dive down there. I'm like, down here. So I land flat on my stomach, and I'm like, they're, they're going to be coming after me. With the cops are going to be coming. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going to send hawks. They're, they're going to have dogs out here. <laughs> they're going to be sniffing at me or whatever, right? So I belly crawl down to the river, to the river get in there so that I'm walking in the river, and I walk upstream like maybe like 50 feet. And then I jump back on there like I'm going to lose my scent or whatever, right? Yep. And so I belly crawl back up there, and I'm like, Literally, like, like solid snake from the middle of your solid, like hiding under bushes and shit, like, just like, yeah, right? <laughs> and all of a sudden, I hear like, like, like stuff walking in the woods. At the moment, I was like, it's the FBI with their drug dogs, they're going to get me, right? Looking back on it, it was squirrels. Sure, right? And so I continued to belly crawl, like, I'd crawl like 20 feet. I would, like, like dig myself underneath this, this like, fallen down tree, tree, like, hugging like this, like, hanging underneath, underneath it. it. And, and finally, I made it to, like, uh, it was a cement corner, and it ended up being that church. church. Yep. And um, so, like, I was laying there, and I was just kind of like, man, it's cold. I'm going to have to make camp here. You know, I got to camp out the way. <laughs> so I grabbed this big rock and I started digging a hole in the corner of this building. And so I lay down there, and I, like, pass out. No, no one, one knows where I am. So, so like, three, three hours later, later I, like, finally, like, wake up, and I'm, like, one of those, like, where in the fucking holy hell am I right now? All I, like, I'm just surrounded by woods. Did you black out drunk? Yeah, yeah, I black out drunk. Did like, <laughs> not hear this man's story? Yeah, yeah dude. I, well, I, I hear it. I thought the FBI was coming after him. I'm just confirming that he was blacked out. No, no I'm, like, three, I was, like, three times illegal in like it was, I was drinking straight Morgan. What I think is like hilarious about it is like I actually lived in an apartment. Huh? Oh, there's more. There's more. There's more. But wait, I lived in an apartment like nearby for a good six months. Yeah. So like, I'm imagining like looking out to like the living room of the apartment and just like Tom was fucking in that like in those woods at one point in time back in 05. There was a crazy guy running through there. So I'm not as drunk at this point, so I like kind of like crawl my way up there, and like I remember getting through the bushes, and I like see the light of all the dorms, and I'm like, ah, cool. And I walk in, walk through the front desk, and it's kind of like, hey, what's up? You know, I'm not drunk at all or anything like that. I go to my room. There's no my roommates not there. I go to my other buddy's room. I'm like, I'm just trying to tell people I'm alive or whatever. And, and the one dude that stayed back and was playing Halo, his name was Matt, and, and I walk in there, and I sit down on his futon, and he just looks at me and goes, pulls his headset off real quick, he's like, what the fuck happened to you? <laughs> and so apparently, like, I had, like, fucking burrs, like, just matted in my hair, and so he was just like, he's like, I watched you for, like, 15 minutes just standing there ripping burrs out and putting them on my desk. Do you remember that? Not really. And then finally, yeah, so that was the end of it. That's great. I just walked into it. That was my shittiest of shit shows. That started, um, that started my Merlin. 
was the Merlin phase. phase. Merlin phase. Yeah. yeah. So, so you, you asked Tony all about my Merlin phase. phase. What's the Merlin phase? Yeah, you, you, you go with that one. So Tom went through this phase, as we all have to do, I guess, where he would get drunk, sometimes way quicker than others, and then all of a sudden just say something, hey, I'm going to go grab this from downstairs. Fucking gone. Every time. Not even like other side of the house, in another dorm room. Fucking half a mile away. And his greatest Merlin story was we did Kegs Eggs downtown. Started at like 7. By 10.30, Tom's so fucking drunk. And I this up, we were at the martini bar. We were drinking yes. martinis at 7 30 in the morning. Yup. Yep. Yep. So, so it was, we were, we were drinking heavily, hard liquor, all that stuff. And I don't remember what it was. I think I was with you. I was getting pretty drunk, and I was like, Tom's in fucking ruins. I'm like, I gotta watch this guy. And somebody had said they were going with you to do something, and they just turned, fucking totally left you, and all of a sudden, 20 minutes later, everyone's like, Where's Tom? No fucking clue. So we found a sober friend, drove us back to the house that we were that we started everything. We were staying at our friend Corey's. It's kind of our hub of debauchery for a long time. Tom's there, passed out, wrapped all the way around a tree, puked everything, just, just completely fucking take. But somehow he managed to stumble like two and a half miles. Yeah, get across the river, all the way up to the house without anybody, you know, cop stopping him. Because he's doing the sh- zombie shambles, he's so drunk. <laughs> so that became this thing for me. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> quick break, but Sorry, yeah, I'm Merlin real quick there. <laughs> yeah. The your last story. Yeah, the last time, last thing we were talking about was your Merlin phase. Yeah, yeah, it was good times. The reason why we called it Merlin because, like, you know, like imagine like old King Arthur movies where they throw a smoke bomb down. <laughs> no, it makes sense. Down. You get it. Yeah, yeah. Just he's gone. I like it. The we used to do the John Cena when we were talking about my Merlin, and we used to and go. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so like if we ever get shit faced drunk, just be on the lookout the fact that you could do this where you're just gone. Um, as long as I'm home, you never have to worry about that. Okay. If we're partying or if we're at a house. So if you're at my place. Yeah. And I'm, you you disappear. Like, wait, that's something that, that can still happen? I, it hasn't happened in a long time. Okay. Like probably New guy Tony says no? No. No. I'd say because when we were at like uh, Johnson's or Corey's, my bills are kind of in the middle of nowhere, so you can't walk home. I'd still walk to a bar or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's usually when we're like downtown drunk. Like, there's a point where like you know some people just can keep on drinking. Yeah. They keep drinking and they keep drinking. I'm like, all right, I'm tired. I'm done. I'm going home. Yeah, like, you, I'm you have an peace. end point. Peace. I'm out. Irish goodbye. Mm-hmm. Merlin goodbye for you. Yeah. I like it. So. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. Said, not a lot of years, but yeah. If I'm ever at a house, everybody is. I'll, I'll stick around. Although that does make me. That brings up a an interesting question for the table, minus you, because we just learned about your. Yep. What's your What's your level of drunk? Like, what does your level of drunk look oh, like? Oh, like our drunk, our drunk. What is our drunk self? Yeah. Like, I am the happy-go-lucky drunk person. I was told, I've been told I'm a fun drunk. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Moser that you, you all met, he, uh, he graciously was the sober cab to my drunk hood when last time we went to a wedding, a friend of ours' wedding. And I was like the I'm the drunk who's like very much like Turlo. Sure. Biking titties. <laughs> Maybe not so much to the point where like biking titties where I'm gonna cause drama, but very much so like I am seeking pleasure. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I wanna go on the swing. Like, no, we have to leave. Like, no, I'm fucking going on the swing. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not gonna stop me. I'm going on the swing. But as long as you allow me to do whatever the fuck I want to do, I'm fine. I remember uh, one time just being blacked out. This is the first time I ever was, like, blackout drunk. Like, I remember being... I remember the night like this where I'm at a place and then, like, I'll black out and I'll be at a different place, but I have no idea what happened in between. And I remember, like, an old classmate of mine graduated a year ahead of me he showed up and i'm like where the fuck have you been he's like jake i've been here for two hours like what do you mean i'm like no when the fuck did you get here because in my mind like i skipped two hours yeah and now i'm cautious and i remember that night going to the lake like i want to swim They're like no jake you're too drunk to swim I'm like i want to swim. <laughs> it sounds right. I feel like I am the epitome of the, at least in my mind, I'm the funniest stupid guy when I'm drunk. I don't yeah. know if Tony would disagree or not. I might be an asshole secretly and everyone just thinks I'm an asshole, but that's what I foresee myself always being. And it's always, I'm always one of those ones like, bitch, anybody won't smoke my dreadlock. Motherfucker, man, I will. <laughs> don't threaten me with a good time. That's fair. I climb that tree. Yeah, I'm gonna climb that tree. I feel like I'm very similar in that regard. I've only been kicked out of the bar once, (laughs) and that's and that's after I was like blackout drunk, puking in the middle of the bar. There was there was a picture of me of just like me and uh, Moser's one of them, another guy just holding me up, and I'm just like smiling with two thumbs up. And I remember like waking up and like having snapshots of like. The snapshots of that picture and be like, "What the fuck did I take that picture?" <laughs> nice. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this over to new guy Tony because like I feel like an outside perspective. Like I feel like if Moser was here, he'd be able to like confirm or deny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I want to turn this over to new guy Tony and see if my my perception of my drunk self is as accurate as what an outside observer is. And I'm, I'm, I'm really, this is like a roast. You're fine. You, yeah. All hands off. I don't care. No, I'd say, Tom, you're very jovial. Oh, then, good word. Yep. And then all of a sudden, some, like, you're jovial to the point that, like, you'll be talking to anything stupid. But then there'll be this weird event that happens. Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small. But, like... <laughs> The the good one was like um uh like climb that tree and then you were climbing this stupid fucking tree and everybody was trying to climb the tree and you fell like eight feet <laughs> <laughs> and it was the quintessential like <laughs> and, like hard smack and like you you slapped your knees together so hard your whole thigh was fucked up the next day fuck dude and you're like that's it I'm done <laughs> <laughs> I hit I hit my limit yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then the other one was when we were at that random party, and there was that redheaded guy, 
and he just said some off-color comment. I remember something about Jolene at the time or somebody. And you're oh, like, ginger-haired motherfucker. Yeah, you ginger-haired motherfucker. You know what I'll fucking do to you? And you get dragged out. <laughs> but you're, you're generally all jovial until something like that happens. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Um, I guess I agree with that. Like, for the most part, I'm not mean, but, like, I pick fights. <laughs> like, when I get really drunk, then I pick fights. I remember a time where I was, like, super drunk, just walking downtown St. Cloud, and there's two dudes that are like, fight me, and the other dude's like, no, you fight me, and they're, like, going back and forth, doing the whole, like, cocky, fake, like, tough thing, like, oh, fight puffing me, no, you chest. fight me, and yeah. they're both, like, puffing out chests, and I'm just, just, fight me, and I'm just, like, this drunk-ass dude, sitting on, literally sitting on some dude's car, not my own, just some person's car, just watching, like waiting for a fight, just excited, and they could be like, "Fight me, no, fight me." I'm like, "Dude, someone fight fucking somebody. I'm gonna start fucking fighting somebody." And I remember just saying it out loud. My friends are like, "Jake, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> let's go." I'm like, "No, I want, to, I want to see a fucking fight. And if they're not gonna fight, I'm gonna fight them." Jake, I think Jake, you and I man. are perfect for each other. Because okay, so there's, um, there was this place called McRuby's. Okay. It's now, it's where the pickled loon is now okay. in St. Cloud. Used to, we always called it McMiners because, like, they would fucking serve anybody. Yeah. My buddy Corey would always, he, had, he would always call in, and they used to do on Rockin' 1017, they used to do Free Keg Thursday, mm-hmm. right? So all you had to do was call in at the right time, and you would get Free Keg wristbands. Nice. And they would have, like, three Free Kegs at McMiners, right? So we're sitting here chilling around this table, and... Um, you know, you just sense it in the air, like the air becomes thick yep. and metallic. You're just like, it's ebbing and flowing weird. You're like, there's a fight about right now. Yeah, tension, right. there's tension. There's tension in the air, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm sitting up and I'm like leaning back. I have my feet up on another bar stool and I'm just like chilling back here. And um, same thing, like the, the crowd starts ebbing and flowing. These guys are going at each other. And like all the people in the party but me, like back up like 10 feet. And, you know, these guys are just going off of each other. And I'm just sitting here, like, arms crossed like this. And Tony's like, dude, get over here. And all of a sudden, I just yell out, he called you a pussy! <laughs> Tony's like, Tom, shut the fuck up! You're gonna get your ass kicked! Yeah, he called you one! <laughs> and these bros just start beating the shit out of each other. I didn't move the entire time. Like, dudes were, like, falling down five feet in front of me. I'm like... Yeah, get him! Get him! <laughs> I was going to say, for a little bit more context, it was like an eight-person brawl with the two security guards. Yep. And the, the funniest part was, there was some guy, he was kind of sitting up on a, a stool, and he was just trying to drink his free beer, and he was just kind of inching the stool ever so slightly, a couple inches away from like this huge brawl, and then somebody went, nah, get over here, and hooks him by the back of the shit. Aww. <laughs> yeah, just splits him right off, beats the crap out of the guy, I felt so bad for him, he's, but he was just funny, he's like, instead of getting up and moving, he's just huddling a beer, just like, oh, God. I was about five inches away from being that guy, especially yeah. when I was yelling at people. That's my other thing I do when I'm drunk, I call people out. It's really, it's really bad. Like, <clears throat> You know, like, those girls that dress in, like, the mini, 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 mini skirts, and it's, like, January, oh, okay. 30 below. Yeah. It's like, check, yeah. You know, it, I have no filter. It's terrible. <laughs> this was all when I was younger, though. Like, I, yeah. I have chilled pretty significantly, but, like, I was... Tony is nodding yes. Mm-hmm. 
That's what Angel do to you. Mm. I just know I can't get punched in the face like I used to, you know? Yeah. Just can't take that. I feel like when you get older, you, you feel your mortality a little bit more when you're younger. Like, I'm invincible. It happens to everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Power real. What do you like? Oh, man. Yeah. What's, what's, Ro, you, you, uh, you fill us in and then we'll wrap it up. You get, it depends on the environment because you'll get one of two rows. You'll either get like party row. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just, yeah, straight energy. Like, keep it going. Let's go. Let's, like, what are we getting into? What are we doing? Or you'll get psych row. And that's where, like. Like, psychotic row? No, 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 no. I can't tell you how many times I would meet new people. And within five minutes, they're telling me, like, yeah, my dad died. And I'm just, I'm feeling really Psychologist, bro. And I'm just like, yeah, that's what's up. (laughs) Yeah, my mom has cancer. Like, <laughs> we we rented this out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I hear you. Could you imagine, like, uh, that's what you live off of is secrets or family, like, trauma? And you're just, like, you get drunk and you're just, like, all right, tell me more. And like, yeah. But that's how it – that's that's straight up how it goes. Um, My buddy Eric, who you guys met. Yep. Um, New guy, Tony. Symposium you're new. podcast. That's my, uh, that's my buddy and my co-host for the Symposium podcast. Thank you. <clears throat> but we would go out, and any time that we would just be around people, I just ask simple questions, like just starting off with, "Hey, how are you?" Mm-hmm. But there are certain questions that I'd start to ask as we're continuing to to talk. Next thing I know, I hear my boys go like, "Romero, shut the fuck up!" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm just asking a question." But then, sure enough, like five to ten minutes in. And I just start like people just start pouring out their secrets to me, and I'm like, cool. So like, what what you what you want later? Like, what you try and do? And I just the only reason that that happens is because I'm curious. I'm like yeah. legitimately curious about this you're person. The, you're tell the drunk me, psychologist. Yeah, tell me about you. You're the you're the father. Like, like there's always like the mother hen figure. Yeah, the drunk people. You're the you're the father. You're the, you're the, you're the, you're the, you're the you know. It's like, tell me what's up. What's going on? I think the le- like last. Last time I had a session like that was last 4th of July weekend. Uh, I was just hanging out. I was at the bar uh, downtown, and I was just having a good time. And this girl was right next to me. She's kind of going like this. She crossed her arms. And I was like, hey, man, what's good? You having a great time? And she just kind of looked up to me, and I was like, I said, are you having a great time? In case she didn't hear me. (laughs) (laughs) And then she just started crying. And I was like, oh, no, baby girl, no. And I hugged her. And she hugged me back. And I was like, oh, something's wrong here. And I was like, what's wrong? And she's like, he stood me up. (laughs) And I was like, oh. And I said, fuck him. (laughs) I was like, you don't deserve that. But what happened, though? And she just started, like, pouring it out. She's like. I don't normally do this. I'm a 33 year old woman. Like I'm a doctor. I was like, God damn, you're. A do- why are you here? <laughs> I was like, Why are you here? She's like, I just don't normally do this. And I said, Here's what you need to do: drink some water, drink like three cups, go home, sleep this off. Don't come back here for a while. So, that's what happens. That's yeah, like, like, like psychologists are like that. Yeah, the last. Uh, this is a short one, but the, the other thing that I was infamous for back in the dumb, like twenty-one-year-old ages is I would always be pissing 
Like, like anytime, anytime I'd go take a leak and some guy would sit next to me in the urinal. What is what is that shit about? Like, can't, not to cut you off, but like that drives me nuts. When you're in it, when you're taking a piss, right? Yep. And no one else is around, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden somebody else comes in and it's like right next to you. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. But <laughs> I would call it out. So anybody, every time they'd go next to me, I'd be pissing and I'd look down and I just would go, whoa, nice dick. And they're like, like, it was always this like intense, like turn around. What the fuck did you say? And I would kick your ass and I go, mine, this thing's fucking great. And I just kept pissing. And then it was laughter after that. And I am surprised, like, I probably did, I should say I did it all the time. I probably did it, like, two or three times to strangers. I did it to Tony every time he would come take a leak by me. But, like, to strangers, like, two or three times, and I never got my ass kicked. I'm surprised I didn't. It's pretty good. But, like, I followed up the punchline real quick with that. Yeah. You know, I didn't leave it hanging there, like. I don't know, can you kick the ass of a man who said you had a nice dick? I mean, I wouldn't. I'd be like, thanks, dude. Yeah, well, I don't know. I grew it myself. I'd be like, stop looking at me, but thank you. Enjoy it. Enjoy the presence. <laughs> Hold on, new guy Tony. What's your drunk? Well, yeah, I think new guy Tony drunk. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm fucking loud and stupid most of the time. Yeah, I was like, I most people. <laughs> but generally, I'm more the voice of reason. Where it's like, no, 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 we're not gonna climb that tree, Tom. Yes, <laughs> you're, the, you're the father of the group. Yeah. And then Tom says, no, fuck that. I am dry. And then I. Wake, wake up, up in the morning and my legs are bruised. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it, I hurt. And he's like, I fucking told you. <laughs> drunk me hurt you, but drunk me still going to drunk me. Is that about a wrap? I think that's about a wrap. All right, thank you guys for joining us during the Pivot episode, the Pivot 2, Season 2. I don't even know quite. Season 2, Episode 1. Or you can say episode two. It's like episode four or five of season two. I don't know. Whatever, man. It's your podcast. I don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) At least you're being honest. All right. Thank you guys for joining us. This is The Pivot, season two, and we are out.